Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Stars Daily Sports Podcast. It's Monday, November 7th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. The Chiefs eked one out on Sunday, beating the Tennessee Titans 20-17 in overtime at Arrowhead. It was a slog, as Tennessee led most of the way. But Patrick Mahomes accounted for the game-tying touchdown, not with his arm, but his legs, and he led the game-winning drive in overtime. On today's Sportsbeat KC, columnists Vahe Gregorian and beat writers Jesse Newell and Herbie T.O.B. break down what we saw, and a spirited debate broke out on the panel. The topic, how much should the Chiefs be concerned about what happened? They dominated the stats, but escaped with the victory over a team that didn't have its starting quarterback. What happens when the Chiefs play a similarly physical team like the Bills in the playoffs when they have their starting quarterback? I think you'll enjoy the conversation that started as a Sports Beat Live broadcast. Okay, let's get started. Hey, good morning from Kansas City, sunny Kansas City, and welcome to Sports Beat Live. This is our post-game show, essentially, even though it's the morning after. Um, it would have been the morning after if we'd done it in the Arrowhead Press Box also, but uh um, but it's now uh, m- Monday morning, and w- welcome to the show. Join us with your questions and comments, and let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs' 20-17 to overtime victory over the Tennessee Titans at Arrowhead Stadium uh, last night early this morning. We're going to talk about it with Vahe Gregorian in the house, Herbie Teope, and Jesse Newell also here today. So good morning, guys. Um when did um, I will I I should ask when everybody got home, but I I don't want to know that. That's um, it was very late for all of you, I, or very early. It was just several hours ago for for all you guys. Um, nothing I know better. who was latest. Who who was latest, Vahe? Well, just just surmising that since Jesse and I left at the same time, and he has a forty five minute longer <laughs> drive. Um, I'm yes. amazed that you're uh, that you're up, Jesse. I won and lost the competition. So there you go, Blair. <laughs> uh, nothing like a night game that goes into overtime, is it, boys? That's uh, that's. I, you uh, know, that's my- Blair, I do want to say this. And me and Vi were walking out. I, I do want to give a shout out to the grounds crew out there that was picking up trash in the middle of the parking lot at 3 a.m. And uh, my goodness, you know, I, I've done some of those fundraisers before, whether it's like NASCAR parking people and things like that, but. The dedication needed for that, and then also, you know, the to to be out there and those sorts of uh, on those sorts of uh, things. Man, I, I was like, my, my job is okay. I'm I'm doing all right over here because uh, that would have taken a great need to raise money to be out there and do what those people were doing. So shout out to them. Tell you what, absolutely, if we, yeah. If we drove by the Arrowhead parking lot right now, it would be spick and span. It'd be clean. Uh, they are out there all night, overnight, getting that thing uh, cleaned up. I imagine that's true at every every venue, but uh, but this is ours, and it's it, it, you're right, Jesse. They they do a heck of a job. They are, and Chiefs fans, there's a lot of them, and they consume plenty. Um, and and what and one last trash- thing on that player it yeah. is that um, that uh, actually it was pretty debris free driving uh, Jesse to to his car, which was a little farther away than mine, but. Had Jesse not been in my car, I would have driven straight into a tripwire that was uh, right in front of me. And he, he he suggested I weave to the right. I just didn't quite see it. And, okay, enough about that. Well, and knowing the size of your car, Vahe, it probably would have been swallowed by the wire, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, what a game last night. Someone explained to me, 
But hey, we'll start with you since you wrote about it. Um, how uh, the one team uh, picks up 499 total yards to the opponent's 229, collects 29 first downs to the opponent's nine. Uh, there are all kinds of uh, statistics that showed a dominating performance by the Kansas City Chiefs, and yet the, the game was anything but dominating. Chiefs were anything but but dominating in this game. So, how did it happen? What? Uh, why was this such a a tight game in which you know for two and a half quarters uh, it looked like the Chiefs were going to lose this game? Yeah, and it's really the the forensics of it are really strange because this game doesn't add up in multiple ways. It doesn't add up that the Chiefs were in that position. In a way, it doesn't add up that they won. Um, but, you know, how you get there with that lopsided uh, statistical advantage, it it boggles the mind. But but when you insert the idea that the Chiefs dropped six passes, which I believe I read was the most they've dropped in a game since 2009, one of those became an interception. They had all those penalties. Of course, that's, that's a whole panel discussion in itself uh, for, for both teams, the way that went, they couldn't run the ball. They couldn't stop the run. Well, they stopped it. Okay. But not, not enough to keep Tennessee uh, off the scoreboard. So they had all these sort of self-inflicted things while having this whopping statistical advantage. And I, I would submit that, that they lose the game unless Patrick Mahomes has a third and 17. Um, that was a little bit of time left. That was still some seven minutes left. I, I don't like what they were going to have to – what that was going to become. And plus, you guys know this. We could feel that any Chiefs fan that was watching probably was uh, pondering the same things we were in the press box that were just this vibe of they're not going to win. Um, no names, but, uh, you know, some people sitting in the press box thought thought it was over, um, that they weren't going to be able to find find a way. And so, anyway, that that's, that's my short synopsis on it. And um, – I'm sure the guys have uh, sharper, sharper observations. Go ahead, Jesse. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you talk about the statistical domination. You know what the Titans do so well? Somebody brought this up with me earlier this week. Um, the Titans kind of remind a little bit of the old Marty Ball Chiefs, where you look at them and you say, hey, what, you know, they have the great ground game, they have a great defense, they have a great coach, and they basically make you win the game that sort of thing. But the problem is that other teams, if they're really good, they can beat you. You know, like if, if you take it to those chiefs, obviously we saw in the playoffs, you can beat them, um, but they won't beat themselves. And for the Titans in that game, it just seemed like, you know, all those little things in the margin we talked about last week, Blair, special teams can it make a difference. I mean, they were bombing punts. They made all their field goals. The chiefs missed their field goals. All of a sudden you have this uh, dropped pass by Travis Kelsey that goes into the hands of Tennessee and you have these like little things that all add up into big things where Tennessee really could have gotten the, the game could have gotten away from them was when it was nine, nothing. Like if, if they don't score there, the Chiefs score, we might be looking at a 42 to 10 game or something like that. But that's where they had their big plays. They made big plays at the right moment. Uh, they kept them in the game in the first half. They took advantage of the Chiefs mistakes and then keeping it a close game meant that ball control, uh, not ball control, but just using the clock and then um, the punts 
missed field goals, all those little things start to add up. And all of a sudden this game is close when really statistically it doesn't look like it should be. So that's kind of the game that Tennessee played. That's kind of the game that Marty Ball Chiefs played uh, that you sort of look up in the game like, how did the Chiefs win that game? Well, that's how they won it. Um, that's, you know, a credit to Mike Vrabel, his coaching staff, and obviously them getting a lot out of the players that they do have. But that game became ugly, just like the Titans wanted to, became physical, just like the Titans wanted it to. And that's why they were in at the end and, and you know, very easily could have won. You know, I tell you, Herbie, um, I, I I saw where the Chiefs did not score on seven straight possessions, which matches the longest stretch uh, uh, by a Patrick Mahomes team. And part, now part of that was a missed field goal by by Bucker, but um, but yeah, the after the Chiefs made it nine nothing, you know, series after series after series, uh, the Titans just muscled up on on the chiefs. And to me, you know, until the very last possession where the chiefs got a couple of sacks uh, on, on Malik Willis, uh, the Titans won both sides of the line of scrimmage. And that's, you know, if we're looking at a deep playoff run for these chiefs, that that's a little, little concerning, isn't it? That they, you know, they got out, out muscled on, on, on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And, you know, we, we go back to the Titans. It's, the Titans. You know, I, I know we don't like to look at past history, etc., but last night was a reincarnation of all the past history of the games that they've played against the Titans going back to 2013. It's always like this. Now, I was not one of the ones in the press box that was saying, yeah, the game's over. But, you know, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I was leaning that way because of just the way the game was going and the way it had to feel to it. Put it this way. They ran 51 plays. I'm going to say the Chiefs dodged a massive bullet last night for a couple of reasons. Number one, the Titans ran 51 plays. Derrick Henry was – he only recorded 30 of those 51 snaps. Uh, I don't know what happened there, but, you know, they somehow got away from Derrick Henry. Malik Willis, you know, if that's Ryan Tannehill under center and not Malik Willis, this game is a lot different. I, I think right now we're going to be discussing how the Chiefs lost as opposed to how they won. Malik Willis only completed – well, actually, he didn't complete a pass at all to any of his wide receivers. It was it was just a tight end show. So, um, yeah, the Chiefs, they, you know, what was kind of concerning to me was this performance coming off of a bye week. You know, I, I think like midway through the third quarter, we're saying, how is this possible they're performing like this coming off of a bye? We all know Andy Reid's incredible record coming off of a bye. So I was I was a little surprised at how they came out and performed. I probably am going to fall on the opposite end of this. I mean – yeah, the Chiefs should have played better, but the most important thing is the win, and they managed to do that at home. I mean, look at these three home wins that they have uh, against the Raiders, the Chargers, and, and now the Titans. It feels like all those games is sort of like they didn't play well. Uh, they didn't play up to their standards. We can talk about that all we want to, but they got three wins in that, and, and they lose to the Titans there. We talk about all of a sudden, okay, they're behind them in the standings. What happens with the seeding? You know, it looked like they're going to make up a game on the Bills after the Bills lost unexpectedly to the Jets. Um, so, you know, it's 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 one of those things kind of depending on your perspective. You know, did the Chiefs play up to their standards, up to what we think they can do? No, but like in the grand scheme of things, you look at an NFL Sunday where Bills lost, Chiefs won, Chiefs kept themselves comfortably ahead of the Titans who have just – the easiest schedule ever it seems like every single year because they play in the division that they do that was a big win for the chiefs and so however they got it done you know we can talk about hey malik willis didn't do that and Trav Derek henry didn't do that i mean 
you have to give some credit to the defense too, because the second half, they were amazing. They forced all those punts. They got up there to the line of scrimmage. They changed up their front to put five guys on the line of scrimmage and rolled up a safety and said, Hey, Malik, if you're going to make a pass down the field, single coverage, go ahead and do it. And then the chief secondary stepped up and made sure that none of those passes were complete. So, I mean, we can talk to death about how the things the chiefs didn't do. I think it is worth noting that, uh, you know, there are some things the Chiefs did do in that second half to be able to win that game. And the bottom line is, where they won by 100 or they won by three in overtime, they got the win. And that's what's most important for the standings and the overall outlook for this season and trying to keep that two seed and stay right behind the Bills and or sneak up and try to catch the Bills and get that overall number one, which would be a huge boon if they were able to do it. A couple of things just to add to that too, Jesse. I mean, your, your last words were, in, in a way, the most significant, I think. I mean, yesterday was such a net win for the Chiefs that, they're now tied with the Bills, and I know the Bills own the tiebreaker, but um, there's a lot of different ways now that the Chiefs uh, uh, may not have to be facing the idea of literally going through Buffalo in January to to get to the Super Bowl, and that that's that's a huge change just just in that sense. The other thing, and I I really agree with Jesse's point on this. Um, I know it's it's very easy to pick holes in in. Uh, elements of the chiefs and you can look game to game and say, boy, that's a big concern. And then they kind of just keep winning and they've won against different teams, different styles. Um, at, but Blair, the first thought I had as, as I was hearing some of these thoughts, it, I'll take us both back to the mid nineties covering some of Nolan Richardson's teams when they were on the way to uh, winning the national Title oh. where they had three where they um can you guys still hear me? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you just came back where, uh, where they had they had trouble and no one's line afterwards was they almost lost. I like that. I like when people say that, and that it just it you know we can argue to death again as Jesse says how much these things make you uh, stronger or demonstrate that you can be beaten, but when you keep winning them. Um, that that's to me, the takeaway. Yeah. Well, you're both wrong. So, um, here's what, uh, uh J Jesse sounds like a person who covered a college football team that won three games or less every year for more than a decade. So any victory is a great victory. And I, just, I understand that. Um, but this is the, what I saw from the chiefs last night. Uh, for for most of the game was what I saw in the second half against the Bengals in the AFC title game, you know, an offense that couldn't they, they couldn't generate a whole lot. I mean, it, certainly points. They couldn't get any points and uh, it, <clears throat> and got pushed around in the line of scrimmage. But hey, we we talked about it constantly last night, and with everybody really, Tennessee is getting all this pressure on Mahomes with four pass rushers. Four. They're not in in. And it was lights out when the when the Titans brought a linebacker for a fifth. That you know they, they got to Mahomes pretty quickly there. I'm I don't know watching Orlando Brown get his butt beat. Um, you know getting knocked back and Andrew Wiley on, on the on the other side. I I, I don't know. I, I'm I, I, I'm to me there there should be concerns about this. And um, uh, look look um, you know Mike says uh, the, you know the, the Chiefs defense they they gave up the two long plays to Derrick Henry other than that it's um, you know it, it's it's not a hundred yard night or or Henry, Derrick Henry's not having the game that he had um, and and if the if, if the Chiefs offense had been more efficient it would have mitigated that anyway so uh, I I don't know I'm 
you know, it's funny with the Chiefs, you know, the way they won against, uh, you know, the 49ers, the Bucks, um, the, you know, the, the Cardinals in opening day. And, um, and, and then, you know, the, the way they eked out home victories, being down 17 to nothing to the Raiders. And was it 10 by 10 points to the 10 zip to the Chargers and by eight to the Titans at home? I think that's playing with fire. And uh, this is a, you know, Patrick Mahomes had one of the, you know, one of his best games. You know, his last night is his passer rating was one of the worst. It's, it was like the twelfth worst of his career. His passer rating last night, and yet he gets four hundred forty-six yards passing, sets you know um, personal bests for attempts and you know and and completions. Uh, has five hundred nine total yards passing and rushing. It was an amazing. It was the Patrick Mahomesiest game that he's ever played, and uh, and. And they need a three-point. They need overtime for a three-point victory over a team using uh, a quarterback that uh, you know, that uh, that, uh, that was Liberty's quarterback last season. So, yes, they won. They are six and two. Uh, they are leading the AFC uh, West, and I fully expect them in the you know division winners in the playoffs. But I think about this team and how they're going to match up against the Bills, the Bengals. Uh, the Titans again with Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, and I wasn't terribly encouraged by what I saw last night. Just all, right, George. all right, George. Blair, <laughs> team Jesse, all commenters out there, are you on Team Jesse? Very good to get the win for the Chiefs. Make it happen in the second half. Team Blair, oh, no, what's happening with this? Uh, to your point, Blair, you know, if you're going to take a concern from last night, I think the one thing that you could rely upon with his offensive line, I'll, I'll stray a little bit away from you. The one thing you rely upon with his offensive line, I feel like, is guard, center, guard, okay? Tooney, Humphrey, Smith. Last night, that kind of fell apart. You know, Trey Smith did not have a good game. Especially Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and I talked to him in the locker room. He seemed maybe a little bit sick. Uh, Andy Reid seemed a little bit sick this week. Again, I don't know. He's battled injuries earlier this year, but it is his second year. I mean, it's at least worth asking right now and it's tough to get this answer because these guys want to play through injury i talked to him earlier in the year he wants to play through for his teammates all those sorts of things but is this his level of play that's fallen off from last year or is this an injury keeping him back or is he sick or is this a bad game or a bad matchup but the bottom line i mean the one thing that crystallizes this for me is michael burden didn't get a first down on a third down run it's the first time with the chiefs on third and one they ran that play and they didn't get a first down something's wrong Trey Smith got beat. He's never gotten beat on that play before. He got beat. And so you talk about the tackles. You know, I, I'm waiting for the pro football focus grade. I'm waiting for the all 22. I think Mahomes has to wear some of that. Like he was not finding receivers. He was not throwing the ball. He was holding on to it. And he made a million plays late. But sometimes the tackles are doing their job. And if you just don't throw it and you back up that far, you're going to get tackled. You're going to get sacked. And so I think Mahomes has to wear some of that. Uh, but I think the bigger concern for the Chiefs, and this goes back to the running game too, is that Trey Smith last year, along with his other two, were maulers in the run game, and they were maulers when in short yardage, and they were maulers when it came to not allowing pressure, and he has not looked like himself. So I, I don't know a solution to that other than you feel like he's going to get healthier and better, but if there is a major concern from that, I would say that's it. As far as the Chiefs' big picture, are they a little bit worse than I thought they were for the season? Yeah, a little bit, but I still think they're the second-best team in the NFL. I still think that they're going to be a five-point underdog when they play that game in Buffalo at the AFC Championship game if Buffalo holds its seed. Now, again, getting the win and the Buffalo loss, it moves them a long way toward potentially maybe still sneaking into that one seed. That would make the biggest difference this year. So, yeah, you can frown a little bit, but I'm still on the fact that, man, the Chiefs, if you could have given them the option yesterday before the game started, 
Bills lose, Chiefs win. That kind of swings a lot of this season uh, where this potentially could go. So uh, I think especially if you're a fan out there, you have to be happy about that. But uh, uh, I will say this, right? I will say this, Herbie. Uh, tomorrow is election day. So Team Jesse, let's get it down there, right there on the bottom. Team Jesse, let's go, let's go. I'm, I'm fully in the camp of Team Blair, okay? <laughs> I'm going to be cynical here. You know, we, we've seen what the Chiefs <laughs> – is we've seen what the Chiefs are capable of doing. And, Blair, you, you nailed it. When you mentioned we see what they do against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, then the number one defense in the NFL. We saw what they did when they took it to the San Francisco 49ers, then the top defense in the NFL. And then against the Titans, a run-of-the-mill average-type defense, and they get bullied like that. You got to be – you have to be concerned. You know, it, you're right. It goes back to the Cincinnati game where the Bengals' defense just imposed their will – you know, if you want a championship team, and I understand Andy Reid saying, yeah, you every now and then you have to win these kinds of games, but you also have to impose your will. You know, you, I wanted to see that physicality. That's got to carry over. And I, I just couldn't understand what was going on last night. It was one of those games I was like, oh, it's the Titans. You know, I don't know what it is about the Titans. They just have to, they just seem to have something on the Chiefs. Well, hey, you're team Jesse, right? Come on. Come on. I, 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 you know what? I'm I'm team normal. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm team Vahe. Um, the, uh, you know, I, here, here's the thing. I fundamentally uh, agree more with Jesse than you, Blair. Um, but the one thing, and Jesse, I think is not. You can stop uh, talking now, Vahe. That was good enough. <laughs> not, he's not saying this any more, any less than I am. But I, I, I guess I wouldn't suggest that. You know, status quo is going to be good for the Chiefs here, right? Some things, something's got to get figured out. And and I think the crux of it really is this, where does the running game, where is this on the running backs and where is it on the line when the running game is a non-starter? And, I, you know, there's a little bit of both always. <laughs> um Boy, uh, te technology is something I, I, I wish I could wish I could contribute to that. Um, but I but I think that's that's really, you know, they find ways to get away with things, and that's the beauty of having Patrick Mahomes. And then they can reset and play again next week. And I bet you anything, we're gonna have a couple games down the stretch here where you feel like, God, the two, you know, look how they played. I, I can't believe they uh, struggled in so many other games. And we're going to have a couple more games where it's like, I can't believe they couldn't pull away from that team. Um, some of this is just the, the nature of the matchup. And um, at, I don't know. I think I think we just need to remember. Here's, here's where I'll finally bring this in for landing. I think we just need to remember that it, this is a week-to-week -week evolution. Uh, and the teams that – morph and evolve through the season are the ones that will emerge. I mean, if the Chiefs are the same team, play the same way, have the same limitations going forward that they had yesterday, I they're not going to go far. But we've seen them go to four straight AFL champion, AFC championship games, and we've seen times where you didn't think they were going anywhere at this time of year. Um, I remember, I happen to remember a particular loss to the Titans a couple of years ago where I looked like that was it, and things worked out. Okay, what, Roy. Sorry, Roy. Uh, yeah, one of our great audience members, Roy, weighs in. Can, can we immediately boot him off? Uh, George, is there a way to make sure that Roy doesn't join us anymore? No, Joy, Roy, we appreciate it. I do have another stat for you guys, um, just while we're talking about this, and, you know, pinning everything on the offense, and, and, and this is just so weird. So, Chiefs kickers this year on field goals, 
and we're combining all of the, the three they've had. 11 for 16 on field goals. Opposing kickers on field goals, 12 for 12. Chiefs kickers on extra points, 24 for 27. Opposing kickers on extra points, 19 for 19. So this is an area where uh, maybe, again, the concern here, I, 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 what is the concern level with Harrison Bucker? I don't know the answer to that right now, but that is also a number right right here where uh, the Chiefs sure could stand to make a few more field goals or a few more extra points and help their offense out a little bit just because um, right right now that they're that's costing them. I mean, yesterday, that's a whole different game if you make an extra point and a field goal and another field goal, and, and this sort of thing doesn't come out of the wire like it does. With Bucker, though, he's always had that strange issue with, with extra points. You know, like we've written about it over the last couple of years, and it's always a matter of him adjusting to how he's lining up. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was it the 2020 season, the COVID year, where he was always having issues with extra points? Is that 2020? Maybe. I know there was a year he missed like four or five of them. Yeah, and it was a matter of him adjusting. You know, Dave Tobe would have him adjusting um, where he lines up on the hash marks, and I think he might be doing that again this year. Um you know, based off of him coming off of that ankle injury, maybe he's he's adjusting how he's planning. Of course, I'm speculating here. You know, we might have to ask him about it again. Uh, but yeah, you're just you're right. You know, you have to be concerned when your when your kicker is also missing. You know, what's normally a chip shot for him. Uh, but seriously, to, to Roy's point, uh, uh, just another uh, stat that came out of last night's game. Mahomes was pressured on 18 of his dropbacks against a four-man rush. That's the most ever uh, against a, you know, a Mahomes team. Now, look, he dropped back. What, how many? What was it? 68 pass attempts, the third most in NFL history. So, uh, still a, a large number and, and too high a percentage, I think, of, of pressures uh, when he drops back. To uh, I, I, I want to shout out Mike's comment because I completely agree with this. This is remember the 49ers game they were rolling out they had quick passes they Mo- were moving the pocket yep moving the pocket all those sorts of things so it seems like when they scheme and get ready for this they kind of play around it they did not play around it last night they basically dropped him back Mahomes got felt a little pressure and we've seen this happen to him where he feels a little bit pressure early in the game like the Indianapolis game and he starts to just kind of get a little fidgety and then he gets a little hesitant on his throws and so like I said earlier, I mean, Mahomes has to wear some of this, I think, because some of the pressure rate does go to the quarterback and him not making the decisive decisions. But some of it also is just game plan. And maybe the Chiefs underestimated what Tennessee was going to do to them because you did not see as many adjustments with the passing game to get the ball out quicker and make sure the pressure didn't get home. Tell you what, though, that third and 17 run, that's that's one of the plays of the year for the Chiefs. That that was that was amazing. And Vahe, I know you wrote about Mahomes, but um, not only that, but the touchdown run, the two point conversion run, um, that uh, um, that was in, in maybe in different ways. That was uh, just a, gr- a great gutsy effort by by Mahomes. That's kind of bottom line for me, uh, Mahomes in this game. Yeah, that's that's how I feel too. I mean, look, it's it says something that the guy throws for four hundred forty six yards. Sets Chiefs records for passes uh, completed and attempted. Those the third most passes tied for, for third most passes in NFL history. And he effectively won the game with his legs. Um, and that, that he, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's just a number that hits me, but that's 17 yards against, you know, an NFL defense that has some pretty stout guys up there. And, we talked a little bit to him about about it last night. I asked him about you know when he 
kind of understood that he was he was committed to the run and you know not much sooner than he broke the pocket but the the real question I had for him was did you actually think you were going to get 20 yards I mean and he he didn't he didn't really leave leave thinking he was going to be able to get the first down he just hoped he could get close but then uh you know the key was seeing uh uh the safety overcommit and he cut it back what's funny when you look back at the the clip is it, I was I couldn't figure out the right way to write this, but it reminded me a little bit of one of those electric football scenarios where, you know, one guy seems to be know where he's going, and everybody else is just kind of yeah, trembling away and spir- pirouetting away in spirals, and 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 you know just players strewn on the field, um, and just like that. I, I mean, I really felt like the game reset at that moment. I mean, it was, you know, you just sort of thought, well, okay. Here's how they do it. And by the way, it needed to reset not only because the you know, time was running out, but we, we didn't really get to talk about this. But my goodness, they were take dawdling. I would go as far as to say dawdling on that drive that they, they got the ball back with, I think, 954 left at their own seven. And that drive took was taken like six or seven minutes. There was no urgency in that drive um, other than to score, apparently, which, you know, worked out. Well, yeah, I remember thinking at the time that they need they need to hurry up and score with about three minutes to go with all their timeouts so they can get the ball back with less than two minutes to go. And if they if they scored and missed the two point conversion, um, which which was uh, a possibility on a couple of snaps before, uh, but but the, the Titans were called for penalties. I, w- I wanted to touch on a couple other things. Um, you, you talk about the pivot points in the game. I one that. We, we we haven't talked to we we didn't talk about much after the game and even when it happened just because of the the um, the uh, I'm, I'm sorry for laughing uh, but but Pete Gradhoff has weighed in as well so well done Pete the Nick Bolton tackle is what I is where I'm getting at that was um, uh, that that was a heck of a play a defensive play of the game provided by Nick Bolton um, the uh, on the on the short pass I believe it was to Henry was it to Henry. Um, uh, but, but anyway, on, on third and short and he stuffs it for a two yard loss and it takes Tennessee out of field goal range when they had the 17 to nine lead and, uh, and, and, and the Titans had to punt and that set up the chiefs, uh, tying touchdown drive. The other, uh, uh the, the other play that deserves some, uh, some conversation is the Noah Gray catch that was. Uh, that that was an amazing catch, uh, and, and Mahomes scrambled out and, um, and and went to his right as he often does, and then found Noah Gray who made a Kelsey like catch. Are there any other moments that stood out to you? We've talked so much about uh, Mahomes, the uh, the play of the offensive line, but I I just thought those two, the the the, the Bolton tackle and the Gray catch, were worth uh, mentioning. Well, one thing just to quickly add to that, it's just a number, but I don't know if we've said it yet, but. Sam McDowell did the math last night. You know, the Titans had seven yards on their last 10 drives. They had, they had 23 and then lost 16 in overtime or whatever, whatever it was. They had one first down on their last 10 drives. And that, you know, you could say that Nick Bolton play was kind of the a highlight of that. I mean, they didn't even get a first down after that interception, right? They got the field goal, um, moved the ball eight yards. And, and so right. I, I'm not sure. I, I get that this was not. Tennessee as it would be with Ryan Tannehill. I think we all think that Chiefs might well have lost that game with Tannehill at quarterback. On the other hand, that's pretty good. That that's pretty commendable. And 
nothing like the Bolton moment to, you know, bring that home. And just a quick thing on Noah Gray. I mean, that was uh, pretty amazing in real time. And I, I noticed uh, Mina Kimes had a, had a tweet uh, asking if any physicist that follows her could explain what, what happened there. I think that's on both ends of the delivery. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Uh, great conversation. Uh, as always, I, I think it's uh, apparent, uh, pretty clear that Herbie and I won the day in the debate. Um, Jesse manipulated some stats, but, uh, uh, but yeah, Herbie and I carried the day here. Uh, nice try. Nice game, guys. Um, we were I just appreciate play. Peter Gradoff's nomination. <laughs> and Dan nominating uh, Team Mellinger. That's uh, uh, I said, yeah. I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather lose without Pete's vote than win with it. So I'll just have to say that. <laughs> they relied on write-in votes, Blair. <laughs> they did. They did. That's right. On the day before the election, um, yeah, we got some ballot counting issues here. So anyway <laughs> – That'll do it for today. Thanks to our producer, George Howard, and the rest of the Sportsbeat KC staff of Monty Davis, Randy Mason, and Jeff Rosen. Tip of the cap to Vahe Gregorian, Jesse Newell, and Herbie Teope for sharing their insights. Morning Sports Edition is America's best digital sports page. It had all of the Chiefs and NFL coverage and everything else that happened in sports on Sunday. How do you get it? Liveedition.kansascity.com. That's liveedition.kansascity.com. Hey, thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports Beat KC, where we talk sports in Kansas City every day.